has the weirdest stuff. The Engine Nerdy Show. Hello, welcome to the Ingenuity Show. I'm Mr. Pold. I'm St. Jimmy. I am DVD. Our fake sponsor this week is Fovine, the latest beef substitute. Get it straight off the vine. Yeah, dude, if meat grew on vines instead of on animals. <laughs> it grows next to the marshmallows. Oh, yeah. Mm. That'd be sweet. Somebody needs to genetically engineer that plant. Yeah. What I want is a marshmallow that looks like a watermelon on the outside, but when you cut it open, it's filled with marshmallow filling. Mm. We could make that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But without the seeds. It could be slimy. You'd have to do something to make the inside brine not slimy. So you put it back together. The seeds could be like M&M's or something. Ooh, you should make the rind so that there's like a, some thread in there. So you just unscrew it to open it. <laughs> <laughs> or the seeds could be good and plenties because they're black. On Nougat. Oh. <laughs> Nougat. Or small rocks. Old get. <laughs> Peanuts. Build a bridge out of a. So, what have you guys been up to? We missed you last week. Yeah, we, well, we were in different places. <laughs> You're all over the place. I almost called in on my phone, but I was like, no, that'll end up being too late when we end. Mm. I, well, I thought of that too, but my Skype wouldn't open, so. I could have done it on my cell phone. That's all I had. Oh, I didn't think of doing it on my cell phone. I had my computer. But. So I had a work trip for training over to the East Coast, which is really good training. The Lots of math. Coast. All the maths. Um, I got to see LFG while I was there. He was in the same class I was. Oh, good. That was cool. How's he doing? I walked like eight miles in, or in D.C. around the Washington Mall because our Friday training ended early. So we is had to go on a walk it's kind of cool. We were driving down there, and I was like, um, we found a, someone told us about this place you could park. So we pulled up, and it was a, what's that called? And they park your car for you. Valet. Valet. Valet parking. At like a really nice, like the top of the line, probably the best Hilton. In the was place. it a valet girl? It was. It's like, it was I'm going to like park your car. Oh. So he parked her car for us. We went in to pay, and walking to this hotel, it was like, uh, I guess it was the original uh, post office for the United States. 
what now is their lobby and um, dining area type deal. It used to be where they used to sort mail. Oh. It's got a really cool architecture to it. It's got the second tallest um, habitable structure in D.C., which is this clock tower or bell tower. Um, Does a hunchback live in there? Nope. It's got a statue of um, Ben Franklin outside because Ben Franklin was the father of the United States Postal Service. Ooh. Who was the mother? Um, <laughs> his wife. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> Was he married? I don't think he was married. Wasn't he a bachelor? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was really cool. We went up in the tower and got to look around D.C. from up there. Um, that didn't bother me, but you go, go up to the upper part of like the main open area of the hotel. So you're probably on like, the fifth floor or something. And that freaked me out, walking along the outside of that to get to the elevator to take me up to the tower. <laughs> that was, there was a, a they had like wires strung like vertical wires to keep you from falling out of the tower oh I thought you were going to say to trip you so that you might fall no. off the but tower. on one of them they had plexiglass so I could, which I can see why they replaced the plexiglass with wire because the wire you can see through easier hard yeah. to take a picture but the guy I was with that was on the travel with me he's like come look at this I was like what he's like look at this plexiglass there's like handprints on the wrong side <laughs> he was right. I was like, that is creepy. It's like, like little kid sized handprints. They're trying to get in. I know. They tried using mirrors at one point, but they realized nobody could see. And he started building <laughs> tourists. Themselves. Yeah. Oh. Um, that was cool. cool. Uh, DC's, it was very warm and humid. We walked around for a long time. I was ready to just walk back to the car, but the guys were like, can we walk right past the White House? All the way back? I was like, sure, I guess. I didn't realize how far away it was going to be. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, hey, can, can we walk by the Liberty Bell while we're out and about? Yeah. <laughs> Go to the National the Grand Archive. Canyon. Go to all the free stuff. The National Archive is really cool because we got to see the actual Constitution, the Bill of Rights, and the Declaration of Independence. Oh, that's cool. Which is fun. You couldn't take pictures in that one, though. No photography allowed. And the room is all dark to try to protect the documents, I think. Oh. You have uh, to take a mental picture. Yeah. It was good. It was cool. It was. They kept on saying, there's no line. Just go look at each thing. But everything was full of people. I was like, well, so I'm just supposed push. to just walk up behind people and like shove my way in, elbow in, when there's people that you could tell there are people queuing up on the left side like Americans should. And wrapping around to the right side, slowly moving, looking at all the stuff. Mm-hmm. So you could see everything and not jump in front of people, but I yeah, poor planning. And then there's the line dancing that went on, you know. <laughs> there was any <laughs> line dancing that I saw. That was in the oh. back. That was probably in the White House. I don't know. Ooh. Square that dancing? Top of the Washington Monument. Oh, there was Square one. Line dancing. We were walking up the steps to the Lincoln Memorial these big granite steps and uh this little kid i guess i didn't see it but the guys with saw it licked one of the steps and his dad saw it he's like oh that's so gross picks him up he's like no that's gross no don't do that and i just heard the afterbirth what the guy was saying i was like that's weird as i was walking past my friend's <laughs> like yeah his kid licked the step Yummy. And there's all kinds of people because at that point of the day it was blocking the sun, so there's a big shadow in front of it. Mm-hmm. So people were going there to get out of the heat. 
Oh. Um, it was it was really fun. That was a good trip. Good. And then uh, the flight back wasn't too bad. It's like a little over five hours. I slept half of it, and I got a window or window seat, so I had extra shoulder space. Nice. Which is awesome. So they have line dancing and square dancing. Is the next level cube dancing? Arc dancing. <laughs> that would be tricky. Yes, we go from one dimension to two to three. What's point dancing? Did we it's miss just, that one? That's just break dancing. That's pointless. <laughs> pointless. That's funny. Well, I, my wife and I went to Canada. Oh, Canada. America's <laughs> hat. Yeah, so we went to Banff. Mm. Um, it's named after that sound that Nightcrawler makes when he um, teleports. <laughs> oh, is that what that sound is? Banff. Yeah. Banff. Yep. <laughs> um... So we drove halfway there and stayed the night. And oh, then... I think I say, how did you get the rest of the way there? Well, then he had to drive <laughs> another halfway, and then yeah, halfway had... from there, he never got there. <laughs> but no. you get close enough to see it. Yeah. No, I drove the other half of the way the next day. <laughs> Impossible. But on the way there, we saw a bear on the side of the road. Yeah. Did you barely miss it? Well, I mean, it, it, we... Barely were able to get a picture. We didn't get any pictures. <laughs> I guess that's not barely. That's less than barely. Well, I don't believe bears exist since you have no proof. Um, <laughs> I saw it with my own eyes. It's better than seeing it with someone else's eyes. I know, that would be strange. Let me burrow your eyes for a minute. Yeah. Um, so we did a lot of fun things there. We went horseback riding. Oh. Which cool. was cool because I haven't been horseback riding since I was in my early twenties. That's better than the opposite of that. The back horse riding—you don't want to be in that back. <laughs> the smelliest part of the the group. Well, the so my wife and I ended up being the first and second horse in line behind the lead mm. horse person, and that horse that was leading had a lot of gas. Oh no. <laughs> But it's natural, so it's natural gas. That's yeah, why I only ride gas. diesel horses. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an electric horse guy. <laughs> yeah. So that was about an hour long ride. And that was pretty fun. I ride a steel horse. Yeah, these were flush and blush. Yes. My horse was named stolen. Bart. <laughs> and my wife's horse was named Homer. Those are great horses. <laughs> yeah. And then we went to this thing that's called the Cave and Basin, which wasn't as cool. Probably not something you should. I think they pronounce it the Cave Basin. But anyway, it's this building that has an entrance to a cave inside of it. And you go into Ooh. the cave, and it's not very long, maybe like 30 feet, what? 30 yards. Somewhere between that. <laughs> You're in Canada. Let's use metric. Yeah, I, it was 6,000 millimeters. No, just kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. Six meters. <laughs> it was pretty short. <laughs> no, it was probably 20 meters, I would guess. 
But anyway, you get in there and they have a pool of water in there. And then there's like an opening, cave opening at the top to let sun in. But mm-hmm. you weren't allowed to touch the water. Mm. You would get a $20,000 fine. $20,000? Oh. Yes, that's Canadian, Canadian money, but still, it's quite a bit. Oh, because where I was in Maryland, the um, there was a sign saying no smoking in elevators. Yeah. Uh, with a fine to a maximum of $20. Oh, my goodness. Mm. <laughs> Is it worth sending someone out to ticket somebody for $20? Um, I guess there's some snail that only lives in that oh, cave, gosh. and if you touch the water, it could hurt the snail, even though for a century, people were swimming in that thing all the time. <laughs> but anyway, I guess now they've disca- discovered this snail that needs to be protected, so you can't touch the water anymore. Mm. We um, should just tell people they're flesh-eating snails. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. I'd keep them out. They didn't serve escargot there either. I don't know why. Hmm. Well, yes. the snails are only in that one Mixed pool. Messages. What's, I mean, what's the big picture damage to the environment if that's the only place they are located? Then the snails would go extinct. Those snails would, but they yes. wouldn't know they're there if the cave cap collapsed. Well, hopefully that wouldn't be. You're not disrupting fault. some carnivore, some predator that's eating those and destroy a whole ecosystem. You're talking about a small pool of water. Yeah, but the poor snails, I mean, they have to have, you know, descendants, right? Eventually, they'll evolve into something important. Yes. They, <laughs> With one they, pool, yeah. Like politicians or something. They evolved at a point that, you know, we can. They're slimy enough. They can become they, sapient. Do they take part of the thing where uh, animals can adapt to their environment slightly to call it a different kind of snail, even though there are like bazillions of them that are just slightly different outside of this little cave? No, I think these are pretty special because they can speak. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. They can only speak in limericks, though. So after that, we went to um, Johnston Canyon, which was a nice little hike out to this waterfall. Um... Are you allowed to touch the waterfall? <laughs> no. <laughs> if you could get close enough, I guess you could have. Um, but at the end, at the, where the waterfall was, there was a bridge that went across. And then there was a cave. And at the other end of the cave, you were cl- could get closer to the waterfall. Oh. So anyway, there are people. There's a special type of fluke worm that only lives <laughs> in that cave. No, you're allowed to touch the cave. Oh. Just don't lick it. It likes you, to be touched. Actually, it tastes pretty good if you do lick it. No, I'm just kidding. I <laughs> you if you don't touch it. But there is a line of people waiting for their turn to go into the cave to get the picture closer to the falls. Lame. And we were like, okay, whatever, you know. So we're waiting there for there for about twenty minutes. Like, when hey, we send started me your here. picture. Right. <laughs> hey, here's my email. Just send me the picture you took. I'll just Photoshop our faces over. It's okay. No. <laughs> Can you get a but, blank one? Yeah. <laughs> but after 20 minutes, um, we heard thunder. Ooh. And then it started pouring rain. <laughs> in the cave? <laughs> no, we oh. were on the bridge still waiting to go in the cave. Uh, and at that point, almost every single person behind us in line, like, took off. They left. And the rest of us all 
crammed into the cave. (laughs) And so we waited our turn to get a picture in the cave. Yeah. First picture of death in the cave while that was happening. (laughs) Well, the thing about getting the picture in the cave is the cave's dark. The waterfall's bright. And so if you're trying to take a selfie in front of it, you either get your face is completely dark or the entire background whited out. <laughs> so it wasn't even worth <laughs> So it's a bad place to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> so and then we had to hike back to the car in the pouring rain. <laughs> nice. So we were completely soaked. Um so then the we type uh, of waterfall. Yeah, it was yeah, that's true. Um, so then the next place we went was about a half half an hour drive north, which was outside of the thunderstorm area, <laughs> thankfully. And so we went to this place called Lake Louise. We were the only ones that were sopping wet. <laughs> Probably. We were pretty soaked. <laughs> Did they find you thinking you'd gotten in the pool of water? <laughs> yeah. Well, I did um, dip my feet. I stood in it with my shoes off. So In the cool. lake. In the lake. Yeah, well, and the a lot of the lakes there are this really cool turquoise blue color. Mm. And that it was the same with this lake. It's all the snails excrement. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, actually they they say it's because of rock flower. Like the rock gets grinded up so fine by the glaciers that it comes out of that it colors the water blue. And get that a, right here. It or, makes a nice crescent loaf. Yep. <laughs> Just add, you know, snail yeast and. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, okay, so then the next day we went on the the Banff gondola. Oh, that's which really cool. Takes you to the top of the. Did you do that when you were there? Yep. Yeah. So it takes. Whoa! What was that? Somebody's phone is ringing. Oh, it's not mine. Um, anyway, <laughs> so it takes you to the top of this mountain that overlooks Banff. And mm-hmm. on the way up, there were some pretty awesome views until we got into the cloud. Oh, no. <laughs> so the whole top of the mountain was covered with a cloud. And so we couldn't <laughs> see anything from the building that they had up there. <laughs> Oh, man. Plus, it was rainy and windy and wet and cold. <laughs> but they have a couple restaurants up there, so we did eat dinner up there. And uh, Eating in the it, clouds. So I had the elk, and mm. my wife had the beef. The beef was a hamburger, and the elk was a type of pasta. Using Are you sure it wasn't meat. fovine? I'm pretty sure. Okay. <laughs> but how it was, was really, the uh, how was the elk? It was good. It was really good. Um Yeah, so then I'm trying to remember what we, what we did after that. We did a lot of stuff there, but oh, I know. We went on a lake cruise on a little boat. Mm. So we took a bus there cuz the parking, I guess, is always full. Mm. And so we took a bus and then on this little lake tour, Lake Minnewanka. And the tour guide is telling us about the Lake Minnewanka monster. So apparently there's a cryptid that supposedly lived in the lake. 
like a hundred years ago. Because uh, there, he was telling a story about a, a guy that wanted to do boat tours and make money, tourist money, mm-hmm. off of this lake. But all of none of none of the locals would go to the lake, and none <laughs> of the Native Americans would go there because, well, they, first of all, they called it Devil Lake. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> that could tend to make people shy away. There were some evil spirits that lived there. Well, this guy, um, he had some... Well, in Canada, they're not called Native Americans. They're called First Nation, I think. Anyway, this this guy had some friends that were um, First Nation that started spreading a story around that there was a half-man, half-fish that lived in the lake. Mm. And that had um, eaten some villagers or something. <laughs> and that was the reason they didn't go. So he said, he published in the newspaper that he was going to go and kill the monster of the lake. And so a week nice. later, he came back and said, all right, I killed it. You <laughs> guys should all come and see, you know. So he, he had it in the crate underneath a tarp. And so he's charging people a few cents or maybe just a penny for him to, like, give him a glimpse of the monster. (laughs) And it was just like a real quick glimpse. Yeah. And so he got everyone's curiosity peaked. And so he's like, "Okay, well, if you pay this much, you can come out on this boat with me and I'll show it to you. You can look at it at your leisure on the boat. (laughs) And so um, basically he had. (laughs) <laughs> hired a taxidermist to create this monster <laughs> using like a bluefin tuna, some elephant bones, a monkey head, like geese legs. Yeah, just all kinds of stuff cobbled together. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it is still on display somewhere in the area. We didn't ever <laughs> see it, but yeah, so this guy totally conned everybody. <laughs> nice. Which I thought was an interesting story. <laughs> well, people that produce TV shows don't tell you it's fake. They just expect you to understand that it's just entertainment. Yeah, I, I don't know if this guy expected people to understand it was entertainment or <laughs> if he was playing on superstitions. But <laughs> to spread, to have friends of yours spread a rumor like it's a, a legend, you know, it's just like, mm-hmm. well. So it's like a preview. It was a... <laughs> theater preview well so there's another thing that kind of had me scratching my head so i guess they found some like a whole stash of um spearheads from like thirteen thousand years ago oh um left by i can't remember the name of the group they said he said but anyway germans no (laughs) the germans look easy it's the zulus zulus (laughs) Um, churches anyway this group had spent a couple weeks on the shore of the lake longshoremen yeah (laughs) and um left some arrowheads there or spearheads i should say (laughs) well when the government found out that the spearheads were there they forbid anyone from moving the spearheads and made it a forbidden area to go, you know, with 
Also with the $20,000 fine for going on that little piece of beach. Well, not exactly the land of the free early up north. <laughs> so a group spends two weeks there 13,000 years ago, and now we can't go there. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> Good thing they anyway. weren't charged back then, or they wouldn't have left these spirits, because they couldn't have gone to the beach either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I thought that was kind of... Interesting. So they're not only protecting yeah. the little small animals that are very small in scope and location, but also non-living things as well. <laughs> well, so the, these archaeologists had dug these up, and the government told them, "No, you need to bury them again and leave, and not <laughs> we can't let them even go there anymore." <laughs> like somewhere in the wow. future, something like like finding I don't know, like my wrenches or something, end wrenches. No, you got to bury those. They're probably special that yeah they're tools someone used <laughs> thousands of years ago but one of the funny things though when we got on the boat because we got there a little bit early and they're like oh do you want to just go on the you know the earlier cruise we're like well yeah sure um we got on there and um my wife and i both noticed this couple that was on the boat i recognized them from the restaurant that we ate at that morning <laughs> My wife recognized them as being the one being people standing right behind us in line to the Johnston thunderstorm. <laughs> oh. So it's like we had so stopped into these. Yeah, we and they recognized us too. They're like, oh hey, we've seen you in a couple places. <laughs> it's like, wow, we just keep running the same people. It's weird. You should have carpooled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that that might have been nice. So anyway, um, we caught the bus back into town and just wandered around Banff, got some chocolate, um, went to oh. this cool little garden with waterfalls and stuff. Um, and then the day after that, we drove up to, well, we drove up to the Columbia Ice Fields, which is two and a half hours north toward Jasper. Um we left with about an hour to spare so that or so that we could eat lunch there before we did our excursion that we had planned there. Um, that was not nearly long enough because we hit traffic that we ended up sitting oh. in for like an hour and a half. So we moved four kilometers in an hour and a half. <laughs> oh. And apparently what had happened was... Let's use metric time too. Of metric time. <laughs> I don't know how that works. One but, best an hour. Right. <laughs> but what happened was further up on the one of the roads that came off of that road, there was this huge head-on collision between these um, semi-trucks. Oh, no. That closed one down. Arrowheads and one carrying snails. <laughs> um, one was a logging truck, and I'm not sure what was in the other truck. But there were three people that died. Oh. And it caused them to close that road down for at least two days. Dang. With a $20,000 fine if you went up there. Right. <laughs> well, the funny, the weird thing was, so they, they, they had... They couldn't move the accident. They just had to leave it as is for future... Right, they had to just leave it. Just bury it. Future generations. Cover it with sand and... Put it in a pool of water. <laughs> Don't touch it, though, because, you no, know... No. That's right that's out. Right. But the 
Okay, so they have signs saying, okay, this road is closed. Take these alternate routes. Well, that wasn't good enough. They also had to have the Royal Mounted Police standing on the freeway asking each and every car which... Were they taxidermied? Which way are they going? <laughs> They're mounted? <laughs> That's what they call their police, is the Mounties. I'm making fun of them. Oh, okay. But it's... Yeah, it... Because we're like, why are we stuck here in traffic? What the heck is going on? Because there were two spots of traffic. The first one was at the point where they would need to turn around if they were wanting to go this one place, you know, the place that we, where the road was blocked off. If they wanted to go around, they needed to take the previous exit and go a different way. Cool. So they had everyone, you know, we had a little bit of traffic there where the police were telling people or asking people okay where are you headed we're heading here okay you need to take this exit oh okay you can keep going but then you get up the road and then you hit the major traffic and they were asking the same thing oh where are you going (laughs) i'm trying to go here oh well that road's blocked off you need to take a u-turn and go back to the last exit radios i i don't know well so there was an exit or there was an on-ramp that people were getting on that I don't think they knew that the road was closed. (laughs) So you have all these cars merging in to this huge long line of traffic. And then they get up to the front. They're like, where are you going? We're going there. Oh, well you got to turn around. It's like, couldn't they have set that up on the (laughs) on on ramp, you know, so cars instead of coming on and adding to the traffic snarl. Anyway, it was crazy. But um, they were able to put us in a later time slot. We called them on the on the road. Said, hey, we're going to be late. Can we move to a different spot? And so what it was is they took us out onto a glacier. Oh. And so you get on a bus that takes you up a little bit closer to the glacier. And then from there you get on what they call a Terra bus, which is the size of a bus, but it's got gigantic wheels on it, like five and a half feet tall by three feet wide. It's got oh. six wheels. Almost like Master Zed's truck. truck. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that, but, you know, you can fit a few more people on. And then from there, they drive that right out onto the glacier. And then cool. you can get out for like, I think we were there for like 20, 25 minutes wandering around on the glacier so that was pretty cool um to to get onto the glacier they had a part of the road that this thing drove down that was like 30 percent grade or something oh they said it was the steepest public road in north america (laughs) yeah i bet and we're in this gigantic vehicle that weighs 20 tons or something going down this really steep thing. Uh, it was pretty cool, though. So after we were done playing on the glacier, they took us back to the bus, and then the bus drove us to the a thing they called the, the Skywalk. And it's one of those glass things that go out over the canyon. So you can walk out on it and look down through the glass. Those are a horrible idea. Hundreds of feet below. It was pretty awesome. Um, we had You're the one that our... looked straight at the ground from the St. Louis Arch too, like laying on the 
<laughs> yeah. It was funny watching the people that were scared to go on it. Like, children were crying. Adults were crying. They were grabbing the handrails really tight and walking slowly. And, yeah, it was funny. <laughs> but you, you had awesome views of, like, the valley below and... We had we brought binoculars, so we were like, I was looking for wild animals, and all I saw was a squirrel, which was kind of disappointing because there's supposed to be bighorn sheep and mountain goats out there. But oh, and then so then the last day we were there, we hiked to the top of a mountain that's in Banff called uh, Tunnel Mountain. I never did find out why it's called Tunnel Mountain because <laughs> I never saw any tunnels, but. <laughs> it was about two kilometers. Um, I think the mountain is sixteen hundred meters tall. I'm guessing that's. I don't know if that's from sea level. I don't know. Anyway, it was pretty cool. It was kind of steep. At first, we we're like, okay, this might be super steep, and we might not be in shape for this, but we'll just start. And if we get to a point where we get too tired we'll just turn around but once we got a little ways on the trail we're like okay we can do this <laughs> so I think we, if you say tall it's off of the, the ground around it if you say how high it was then your actual sea level oh okay i guess i can google it maybe google would tell me tunnel mountain height so this is the elevation is five thousand five hundred fifty-one feet. I'm thinking that's above sea level. So it's about a mile above sea level. And yeah, they're hard to hike when they're below sea level. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In that case, it's it's harder coming back. Below sea level, though, right? I think. Huh. Some of the tallest mountains in the world are below sea level. I think they start at below sea level. If you're talking about the Hawaiian one? I don't know. The ones that get covered in water. That is, I'm talking tallest, not highest. There's a difference. Yeah. So is this tall compared to the surrounding ocean bottom? Yes. Okay, well, this one wasn't in the ocean. That's probably good. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so then we drove back and stayed overnight halfway and then drove the rest of the way so that was our trip it was a lot of fun cool it made the mountains around here look puny because there's so many mountains there that are gigantic Mm -hmm. and now we're wanting to go back (laughs) We've already started compiling the list of stuff we'll do the next time we go. Because there's just so much to do there that even in a week you can't get it all done. So, mm-hmm. Well, it sounds like you had a good time. Yeah.
something nerdy. This topic fits the bill, yeah. We'll try to make it funny. Like always, I'm sure we will, yeah. Every time you listen, you get smart. So pay attention to this part. Technology is always moving fast. Don't let science leave you in the past. Technology, it'll blow you away. Well, this week we're doing some technology. We're going to talk about a an interesting energy generating device that this company has developed. The company is called Swell. That sounds swell. Is Sea Wave <laughs> Energy Limited? They've been so working on this, I guess, for quite a while. So it's limited how much energy they can get? Yeah, if you have unlimited energy, then you're breaking the laws of thermodynamics. <laughs> breaking the law! So one of the things that... One of the sectors for energy generation is like, hey, these the oceans are just moving constantly. Like, Let's capture some of that energy for power, and the ocean's not going to miss it. And you can't, the snails are there. Oh, dang, <laughs> those darn snails. They're always getting in the way. Those snails and their spearheads. Well, and the ocean's going day and night. It's constantly moving. Thank you, Moon. Yep. <laughs> well, and, yeah, this isn't tidal energy, though. This is just the waves. Oh. So I think that's more, like, wind-driven, mainly. Probably. Um. Yeah, so these just sit on top of the water. So even if the tide was in or out, they would just still be sitting in the same spot. But um, they float. So what this is, is it's like a spine of little generators. And then on either side are these floating fins that as the wave crosses along the length of the spine it makes these fins go up and down and that fin is connected to a linkage that is making the generator turn so as each wave goes by it's making this generator turn creating power and then you can how do you get it to shore with a wire oh cable probably yeah. Can they make a double duty so they can make a walking path to Europe from here? Oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> well, then it would block boats from going north to south. So people would have to sacrifice so some of us could walk <laughs> to Europe. They could build like an overpass. Just yeah, build boat the boats. Make all the, the boats. Fish. Make all the boats submarines so they can just go under it. Oh, they need to. Yeah, so obvious. Under. Yeah, there you go. Um, so another benefit of these is they're pretty modular, so you could make it whatever size you need. 
and then you can replace components individually as they fail. And they can make it out of recycled material. Yeah, it's just plastic. It just has to float, so you can use former trash or whatever. I you already that know that cool. plastic will float in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> so. And there's not that many moving parts. It doesn't block anybody's view. Um, oh, what about the fish? Oh, yeah. Up. Oh. <laughs> um, I thought it was... I mean, and, dol- yeah. and dolphins. Yeah. I figured this might be a good thing for, like, a desalinization plant oh, to have. Yeah. So, yeah. Their energy out or cost claims are, according to this article on newatlas.com, are pretty uh, hard to out there, believe. Out there. <laughs> $10 per megawatt? One That's, cent. It was, yeah, where's that? Oh, that's $10 per megawatt. Oh, it was one cent per kilowatt. Um, yeah. Kilowatt hour, that's right. Which is way cheaper than anything cheap. else out there. Um, Yeah, did you guys, what did you guys think? It looked pretty cool. Like, it looked like an interesting slow. idea. It's a slow <laughs> idea. Yeah. They could uh, recoup some power costs at like wave pools at like water parks <laughs> just cover the entire <laughs> surface of those with these yeah you get <laughs> no, you put on the sides and where no one can swim you'd get a portion of your power back yeah it's like an infinite energy machine <laughs> if you, just you put it at the end so that once the wave gets all the way across they weren't bright yellow like they made them like sea colored yeah, you could then boats would hit it. Be worried about boats <laughs> running into it. So if you had like waterfront property, could you get one, a small one of these for your house? I would think so. And then you yeah, would encourage people. Here. Then you would encourage boats to go by and create a big wake. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> the must wake zone. A boat goes by and your lights get brighter. Wake requirement. Large, oh, large required. wake zone. Minimum speed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Must be going at least 40 knots. Oh. Think how much they could make during a hurricane. Oh, yeah. I know. That's another well, thing that they were another, saying. Yeah, they were saying it could survive that. And they would presumably. make even more power. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so what were some of the uh, problems that they pointed out here? Um, just how big these things might have to be to get the cost that they're talking about. Yeah, if you're wanting power where there's like a city, there's also going to be a lot of boat traffic and yeah, shipping. Shipping, so you might not want your most of your bay or whatever you're on covered in these things. Yeah, can you call it clean energy if you're polluting the ocean with it at the same time? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's plastic, so any bits that break off are just going to be plas- more plastic well, in the ocean. It's plastic, so it's just, it's just plastic floating in the ocean. Yeah. Just because it's useful plastic doesn't make it not plastic, I guess. Well, they, I guess they yeah. figure if they're going to have plastic floating in the ocean anyway, they might as well put it to use. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they could make them out of plastic they originally 
took out, so it would be a net gain. Uh, something that I thought was interesting was like, you know, barnacles are going to grow on this thing. I was just about to say barnacles. <laughs> out, but as long as it still floats, I don't know that that would matter as long as they didn't get in between and lock the blades. I'm sure they could develop some kind of poisonous surface treatment that would keep the barnacles <laughs> like anti-fouling coating. Let's put some poisonous plastic in the ocean on purpose. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they coat ships with anti-fouling That's true. Stuff. That's true. The ocean's really big. <laughs> um, they were like, oh, what if a like a sea lion decides to roost <laughs> on this thing. Oh, you know, they will. <laughs> but I don't know if that would really matter as long as they didn't break it. Cause they it's still going to go up and down with the, why don't we get a two for like waves put, instead of having the, the bright yellow, just put uh, solar panels on top. Oh, there you go. That would make, yeah, that would probably make the cost go up quite a bit. They could put little wind turbines on them. <laughs> yeah, that too. And motors. Yeah. Oh. Uh, yeah, just throw a diesel generator out there. <laughs> like my neighbor has now. Our power oh. went out the other night at like 9.45. And apparently they've got an electric car now. I wonder if that involved a new big generator. But it sounded like someone started like a diesel semi-truck next to our bedroom. Oh my gosh. <laughs> It was running the entire time the power is out until midnight. Gross. Nice. Thought, well, let's shut the window, even though it's hot out, and we don't want to shut the window. As soon as we shut the window, it felt like the bedroom wall was shaking slightly, like still making a humming noise. It was more annoying than having the window open <laughs> or closed. Yeah, it was bad. I told my wife it'd be cheaper. She wanted me to write a note to the neighbor. I was like, let's not start a neighbor yeah. feud. It'd be cheaper and less headache if every time they did that, we just went and got a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> or just uh, make your own loud noises. That's what I said. Let's get a bigger one. <laughs> and put the exhaust right towards their house and then get an amplifier. <laughs> Build wow. a sound wall. Yeah. Oh, like, flex it back. Like they use on the freeways? Yeah. Yeah, just build a wall. Concrete on it. Build a wall and make them pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh. All right, that's technology. Sounds like somebody's got consumption. I've got consumption. Oh, they're, oh, they're getting a physical. Yes, I was, I'm getting a physical during the podcast. <laughs> Never mind. What, what's going on here, Doctor. We can't see what's going on below the waist. <laughs> That's a good point. 
Um, so I watched a movie called Moonfall. Oh, was that good? Uh, <laughs> did you did you like Day After Tomorrow or 2012? Yeah, I like 2012. You might like this then. Okay, I'll check it out. <laughs> uh, do you guys know the premise? The, the moon falling. is hollow and it starts to yes. come apart. Why would it be hollow? Well, you know, moon. Because it was. You want me to give it a give the no, ending? No, don't spoil it. We don't know why. Okay. That's the movie. Okay, you find out if you watch the movie. Is there dinosaurs in it? No. Oh, I'd watch it then. If the dinosaurs cause the Earth's extinction by falling from the sky at high velocity. (laughs) That would be cool. Movie. (laughs) Dino fall. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure the things that happened in this movie would have destroyed all life on Earth, but apparently people survive. Yeah, Good okay. for them. But the snails didn't, though. <laughs> oh, the but actually, snails. surprisingly, the snails were the only thing that survived. No. <laughs> <laughs> the dinosaurs didn't want the fine. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So anyway, if you like ma- massive destruction movies, and how about, how about how about the CGI is fine. How about movies where the conspiracy theorist turns out to be right? Ooh, that's, yeah. like that's that's also this one. Ooh. Um, I watched. That's, oh, go ahead. As I say, that's the only time they can can yeah. be right is in a fictional movie. Right. Um, I finished X Files season one. Ooh. We've been watching that on Amazon Prime with commercials. Oh, it was no better time to be a uh, part of a big cabal to have a secret plan than now, because no one will believe it. (laughs) (laughs) There's There's a conspiracy theory. I actually have a conspiracy. There's conspiracies that that happened in X-Files, too. Yeah, yeah. that's what you're talking about. (laughs) Um, It's interesting watching it because it came out 29 Mm -hmm. years ago. And that 93 yeah just yeah exactly seeing how old it's all the technology seems and the cars and yeah, yeah i remember seeing and watching that with our family the first episode you were at college i think the rest of us were piled in our little trailer in california on a little 13 <laughs> inch color tv vcr oh. combo <laughs> that's got quite the memories for you yep um yeah, so it was funny. We we were gonna watch, you know, continue watching it in Canada, but when I logged into Amazon Prime, they didn't have any of the Prime shows for free. Like everything was either rent or buy. But I did find out that X Files is on Disney Plus in Canada. Weird. Oh, so, so it's on Fox. Yeah, so we were able to, um, yeah, you know, Fox Mulder. Mm-hmm. So we, we were able to lock into Disney Plus and watch a few episodes through Disney Plus. But they spoke with a Canadian accent. Yeah, well, you know, I was trying to, I was trying to practice my Canadian accent because okay. it's pretty close to American accent. 
So the two main differences that I found or noticed is instead of saying sorry, they say sorry. Mm -hmm. And then a lot of words with the OU, they say it with an O sound. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to say that you're out and about there, you would say you're out and about. (laughs) So anyway, I thought that was interesting. Um, apparently in Western Canada, they don't say A as often as they do out, out in Ontario. Oot in, oh. I should say Oot in Ontario. <laughs> the west side of Canada is the C, not the A. Oh. Mm, yeah. Spell it out. That's right. Um, anyway, <laughs> that's a little side topic. Um, I've been watching Flight of the Concords. Oh, this is funny. on HBO. Yeah, I haven't seen that in a while. I've got that on DVD. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. funny. Um, I like Reese Darby in it. He's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, he's their manager. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like one of the most inept <laughs> managers you can imagine. But yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, and then I finished a book called Brightness Reef by David Brin. Oh. And it's. So I've talked about some of the books in this series before. It's the Uplift series where the premise is the galaxy is full of alien species that were uplifted by earlier species back to the progenitors, which they never talk about how the progenitors were uplifted. But they started in a small pond in northern Canada. Yeah, they were <laughs> snails in and- a cave. <laughs> no one touched their water and so they were able to thrive themselves. <laughs> but anyway the the first three books that take place in that universe are loosely connected to each other and then this book is the first of a trilogy that the books are all all covering the same story and so the basic premise of this one is they're um, in the galactic laws they will let planets lie fallow for millions of years. And so all the sapient species will leave and let the planet just kind of evolve more pre-sentient races so they can later come back in and uplift. And so they, there's a group of six different alien races that have gone to this planet that is supposed to be lying fallow Mm -hmm. it all came separately um and humans there's a group of humans among them and so but they've all lived learned to live you know um coexist with each other and have a society there and one of their religious things of the the society is um since it's illegal for them to be there (laughs) they try to mitigate the illegality of what they're doing by doing as little as they you know doing as little as possible to disturb the planet so they've all settled in one area that's very volcanically active knowing that whatever they end up leaving there is going to get destroyed by volcanoes and stuff like that and there's a sect of this religion that believes that they should ban all reproduction and just die off 
Oh, naturally. Interesting. So, um, but you know, disturbing this peaceful community, um, a starship comes in, and they're all worried that the it's the galactic, you know, quote unquote police <laughs> there to uh, punish them. Mm-hmm. But it turns out to be. Um, some criminals that are trying to harvest illegally some things there. And so drama happens, <laughs> but it's pretty, it's pretty interesting just how uh, varied these different alien races are that are on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like they have one race that is made up the, of these concentric rings and each ring is sapient but they work together as a group and different rings have different functions like some have legs some have arms some have mouths (laughs) and they create all kinds of chemicals (laughs) and they have some that are are like crab-like and then there's other ones that are kind of like almost kind of look like centaurs the way their (laughs) body shape is and there's a race that has wheels. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. But it's pretty well well written. So That's cool. my consumption. It's called Oh, it's called Brightness Reef by David Brin. So, if you're interested, look it up by that name. I know sometimes we talk about things and then we don't ever mention again what it is. And yeah. People- I don't know what we're talking about. I've had comments about that multiple times. Yeah. Okay, so I watched the, uh, as recommended by Master Zed last week, I watched the Predator movie called Prey. Oh. I I didn't get the whole Predator-Prey thing until sometime (laughs) later I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, that's funny. (laughs) So I'll just, yeah. It was good. It takes place in like the 1700s in North America. There's this tribe of Indians, Comanche, that, yeah, they get visited. So it was it was really good. One of the better Predator movies, I'd say. Cool. Uh, then we you watched Predators 2. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, better than Predator 2. Sweet. Uh, we watched Kindergarten Cop with the kids the other day. Tuba. Yeah, so I always... The thing the kid says prompting the famous it's not a tumor line was yeah. not the way that I always quoted. Remembered it? Oh, yeah. Because I always thought he said maybe it's a tumor. Yeah. But he does. he says something slightly different. Huh. And I can't even remember what it is. Not as memorable as what you thought it was. It was huh? Well, it, it might have been just like something similar, like it might be a tumor or uh, something like that. But he definitely didn't say maybe it's a tumor. There's a rumor it's a tumor. Oh, just kidding. Yeah, but it's good. Oops. Where did you watch that on? Oh, uh, it's out somewhere. Let me uh, see here. I watched it Mom and Dad's on DVD when they were there last. Well, that's 
Not as helpful. It's on who <laughs> You can go to their house and ask if you can borrow it. <laughs> or I can watch it streaming on Hulu. How about that? Oh, it says it might be on Prime also. I don't know. Because it's been a while since I've seen that. I, I yeah, like you should check it, it out. It's there really is good. Kindergarten Cop 2 came out in 2016. What? With Dolph Lundgren. Oh my goodness. It's on Amazon Prime. Wow. Okay. Well, yeah, I don't know if I... the same as like Predator and Predator 2 as Kindergarten Cop <laughs> to Kindergarten Cop 2. Possibly. <laughs> it's got 4.4 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> I thought you were going to say out of 5. <laughs> anyway, <then. laughs> Way better than the original. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. And then the last thing I watched was a movie called Parasite. It's South Korean. Okay, and I think I've heard of this. You can only watch it with subtitles. It doesn't, it's, there's not a dubbed version. There's no dubs. You can, you can watch one. it without subtitles if you want. If you, you watch it in Korean. Yeah. <laughs> you just it, won't know what they're talking about unless you know Korean. For some reason, I thought this was going to have some paranormal aspect to it or something supernatural yeah but it did not oh really it's about this poor family that basically finagle their way into this rich family's life um so it's a it's a mom and a dad and a son and a daughter and the son and daughter are both like college age but they're living at home still and they're all out of work and they live in this crappy like basement house. And they have tapeworms. Oh, wait, just kidding. No. So the son, his, one of his old school chums has been tutoring this girl in English, but he's going away to college. So he arranges for this kid, this guy to take over tutoring this rich girl. Well, the then they start replacing their other employees with the other people in their family, but not telling them that they're related. They're just like, mm. they do something that makes them fire their like driver because the guy's a business guy and he has a driver that drives them around. So they do something to make that guy get fired. And then they're like, oh, well, I actually know this this family friend, they had a driver, but they, you know, left the country. So he might be available. Let me uh, see if I can get his name, you know, and and it's actually the kid's dad. And they do the same with the housekeeper. They get her fired and they're, then they're like, Oh, well we heard about this really good lady and it was really their mom, but the family doesn't know they're related. They just, you know, think they're getting recommendations, but then yeah, they're, kind of abusing their positions in the family. It was was interesting. There's some, uh, yeah, crazy stuff happens towards the end. So it was pretty good. It's called Parasite. As long as you don't mind um, reading it. It's on Hulu. Maybe we could make an engineering show version where you pick some roles and read the subtitles. That way you can turn them off and just listen to us. 
Oh, that would be interesting to do to uh, sell dubs for movies that you're not affiliated with. Yeah. So people could like download the dub and they play the movie and they start your thing and they could just like. It's probably illegal. I don't know. Maybe. It'd be like riff tracks, except you're reading <laughs> copyrighted material. Well, what you'd have to do is you'd have to write down all of them and then, you know, change it slightly. And do different voices. Oh, there you go. Then you'd be back to 1970s Kung Fu movies. It'd be great. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I watched, yesterday I watched an anime. It was only five episodes of like 20 minutes each episode, but it's called Vampire in the Garden. It's set up in a post-apocalyptic world. Worst place to have them. There's vampires and there's humans, and weird they want to kill each other. But um, <laughs> one of the humans meets this vampire and they become friends through weird situations, and they try to run away together. And then they have both sides trying to track them down and, and stop their friendship. Basically, it's kind of sad. And then the, the guy's best friend gets killed. They're and, girls. Oh, but, oh okay. Yeah. So it's not like Romeo and Juliet. No. <laughs> yeah, and, but kind of like that. If both their families like were chasing them down with machine guns and swords, trying to kill them, oh, take okay. them back, right? separate each other, or kill the other. Like humans want to kill the vampire and save the girl who was the mm-hmm. daughter of a general, and the vampires want to take their queen back and kill the human that she's with. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I think that was on Netflix, I believe. Um, then while I was in my hotel room, I watched a couple of seasons of Grand Tour, or a couple of episodes, I guess, um, from yeah. ones I had missed somehow. Um, so I saw one where they were looking at American muscle cars and American cars in general. Um, I was hoping Master Zed was here because I wanted to talk to him about the um, – Aztec that they have to show, which is part of their <laughs> horrible American cars versus horrible Russian cars race. They're trying to spend oh, I remember that one. <laughs> and then my, one of my favorite ones of all time was they were looking at French cars and describing how French people take care of their cars, which was <laughs> hilarious. They should have uh, teaching you how to uh, parallel park as a French person. He's just like is bashing the cars with those car fits between these two cars. <laughs> Back and forth. It was funny. Um, so check those guys out. That was on Amazon. And then I finished, while I was in, on uh, my travel, I finished uh, the book Changes by Jim Butcher. Changes. Uh, which had a really big cliffhanger. Yeah. So then I went right back to right the next book. And the next book, it's interesting. It's not my favorite of his. Mm. But maybe it. There are some big changes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there are. That's for sure. Yeah, Um, aptly named. (laughs) So I'm trying to think. I think I'm. I think I'm on book thirteen. You're getting close. There's only seventeen. That's gonna be sad. I'm really enjoying it. I've gone through that many books in like six months. Yeah, they're pretty quick reads. They're. They catch too. too. I want, yeah, I don't want to put them down. Um, so yeah, that's my that was changes by Jim Butcher and the Grand Tour and Vampire in the Garden. 
<laughs> people can also go and our episode oh. descriptions have all of the you movies. don't want to exclude our lazy that's list. true just go to the ingenuity show.com or it might show your, up uh, in like whatever your app phone assistant list. and just say the ingenuity show.com it'll probably take you there oh. does that work for you or just listen that's when true. we start, start right talking now. and remember what movie we're talking about Let's look. Okay. I find oh, so I come. I do run in that into that with other podcasts I listen to while I'm working, mm-hmm. and so I don't always. I'm not always paying a hundred percent attention to the podcast. I mean, I'm yeah. sure no one does that to sure. our show. I'm sure they're all attentive at our show, but. <laughs> so you get mixed results if you try that. Uh, this was the this one. I thought I said the engine Ernie show. And it's like Ernie from Sesame Street talking about trains. <laughs> <laughs> Engine Ernie show. Oh my gosh. We've got to do an episode like that one of these times. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> the Engine Ernie show. The Engine Dirty show. It's about Ooh. guys cleaning car engines. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's three, three attempts and three different responses. So maybe not the best way to find it. <laughs> Uh, hey, I, I figured out why they called that mountain Tunnel Mountain. Oh. Because at one point they thought about building a railroad tunnel through the mountain, but then they didn't. But they still get the name. <laughs> <laughs> wow. that Talk about lazy. Yeah. That's because uh, it was uh, endangered rock was there. This rock is only located <laughs> right here. <laughs> Had a special kind of moss growing on one side. If you took this rock and like worked at it hard enough, you could make a, a some kind of weapon out of it, maybe like a spear point. Somebody saw a, a snail here thirteen thousand years ago, so we're not going to touch it. <laughs> we we read that famous sculptures say the sculpture was in the rock and they had to carve away the stuff, so we don't want to damage the sculpture that's in there. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody I have think any our parents nerves? Are oh, sorry. What? Going <laughs> Someone's still riffing. <laughs> I thought I left ample time. But... I did too. It was so close. Go <laughs> ahead. I've lost it anyway. Yeah, you have. You've lost it a long time ago, pal. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I have some nerd cred. Oh, okay. I think it would be considered nerd cred. So this we'll is actually... That. This is actually an idea that my wife had that I thought was an awesome idea. But we decided each evening of our trip to sit down together and just make a recording of talking about what we did that day. You guys had a podcast? Basically, but it's for just ourselves. Oh. Um, At least that was the concept when we started doing it. And it was fun. The first one was only like six or seven minutes but the next few were all 20 minute long (laughs) and we just talked in detail about the day kind of kind of like keeping a journal except making it an audio group journal 
Yeah, and doing it with two people would make it way yeah. easier. And I've thought about maybe making a video using the pictures that we took and having this is, but I don't know if I'm going to be, <laughs> if I'm patient enough to do something like that. So you really have to be into that type of stuff to do yeah. that. It's a lot of work. But I did pull, so I brought my laptop with us and I, each evening I pulled um, pictures and videos from the dash cam. Oh, so I would like print screen of, you know, something scenic that we saw on the dash cam or small videos of things. And so that was kind of fun um, to do that as as we went. So they're not the greatest videos and pictures, but <laughs> it it is pretty cool. Neat. I think that's nerdy. OK. Um, once again, I ran my module for D and D that I I've, I wrote myself for two people had run it before. Actually, the first people I ran it for was my two boys, mm-hmm. and then one of their friends. It was somewhat. I thought this confused me because like, oh yeah, he's new to D and D. Like really? Yeah, he's only in it for a couple of years, which was weird because I was like, well, he's your friend. How did that happen? Anyway. Um, he actually thought it was really cool. He's like, this is like an actual like module. Like you should like, but like you could sell this online. I was like, that sounds like <laughs> a lot of work to get to a point where you could do that. Um, but it, it, it's pretty dark. And at one point we st- spent like half an hour arguing about what they were going to do. <laughs> like they, it was, it was pretty funny. Um, they also really enjoyed my, my made up on the spot. Uh, and what, what I want to know was there any pubs nearby before we go eventually want to go to the pub where I was like yeah there's one called Drunken Donuts <laughs> so they had like you know large large uh, more than pints but you go in there and you can get it with or without if you got a with they put a full donut into your beer and then float there oh. they had little swords you could stab it with to pull it out <laughs> they thought that was pretty funny uh, they tried to sneak in and try to pretend like they were in on the round of drinks someone just spot, but they failed <laughs> to check. So um, it was pretty funny. One of them died. Oh, which was oh. good. So it was good. When you sneak up to the assassin, uh, you successfully sneak up to right below their feet, you know, prone. So you can try to stab them, then you fail on your attack rolls, and then their turn's next. And they get two attacks, and they hit on both of them, and you get stabbed <laughs> in the back with two swords. Um, it's okay; he was resurrected, which is fine. Sounds like because I basically told him I didn't want—I didn't think we had time for him to roll a new character because <laughs> it went kind of late a little bit. Uh, but he, he was excited enough about it that he, he talked to my son and wants to know when the second session is. We're probably going to play on Monday. Oh, cool. Because I have more work to do to try to get that part of it set up again, which is fine. Um, I wish, wish it wasn't so hot where we're at now. I know other people have it way hotter, but for where we live, you get acclimated to a certain temperature. And when it goes in the 80s, it's not any fun. <laughs> it's fine. <clears throat> so, so lots of D and D. 
So I've got another note about something we <laughs> about the Tunnel Mountain. For <laughs> <laughs> it, uh, apparently there's some First Nation people that are lobbying to change the name of Tunnel Mountain <laughs> to what the name no uh, Tunnel Mountain to what the First Nation uh, people call it. Um, so they want to change the name to Sacred Buffalo Guardian Mountain because mm, somebody is gonna bring a buffalo up there once but decided not to yeah and buffalo looked at the mountain twelve thousand years ago <laughs> we've had a buffalo in a pool of water <laughs> now we don't touch the water it's, still it's not for why you think <laughs> it's really really gross so anyway i thought that was cool i i think that'd be a better name than tunnel mountain <laughs> there's no tunnel <laughs> I don't think there's any buffalo there either, but you know, <laughs> whatever. I do really need to change the name of it, and it's just that's the name of it for that group of people. Well, in their native language, um, it can be so it can be translated either as sleeping buffalo or sacred buffalo. I guess I don't know. I don't know how their language works, but. So they were saying, hey, since Tunnel Mountain doesn't make sense, what's the name? I know, but it? it's already Something called else. the other thing, right? We just want to put it on, on English maps is what they want. I actually have the solution for this problem. Oh, what's that? Dig a Bring freaking up. tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> and then you could take buffalo rides through it. Yeah. Right? I don't know. I'm going to call it Buffalo Tunnel Mountain. Problem solved. Everyone's happy. <laughs> they could call it Bison. Tatanka Mountain. <laughs> bison Mountain. There you Because know, they're actually bison. Buffaloes are in Africa. American <laughs> buffalo. Yeah, it's some. The Canadian bison buffalo. is the. <laughs> they're North still America. in America. North American buffalo. Bison. <laughs> Sure. And lots of Canadians and like Mexicans are like, hey, we're Americans too. North Americans. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. The Americans. Anyway. Oh, while I was on vacation, I also started designing or not on vacation. I was not on vacation. I was on travel for work. <laughs> uh, but in the evenings, sure. I uh, was drawing and designing a whole town for my an upcoming idea I have for a new campaign. So that's <laughs> Like that's why I said lots of D and D because I've been thinking about it a lot. Nice. So we got a Facebook comment on our last episode. Oh, nice. Related to the. I'm glad Divinity wasn't there. Is that what it said? No, it was actually regarding the side hill gouger that we talked about. Did you guys listen to it? Oh yeah, I remember that. Oh sure, I yeah I listened. <laughs> <laughs> so to recap, the side hill gouger is a legendary creature that has shorter legs on one side of its body than the other, so it can walk along hills. Oh, it walks along the side of hills. Just go on flats or just run around you. But if it meets a gouger that's opposite and coming the other way, they have to fight to the death because they can't. They can only go one direction. Oh, because they can't go. I yeah. think that's why the band One Direction broke up is because they had to fight to the death 
Yeah, yep. I think that explains modern politics. That's accurate. One's leaning one way, one's leaning the other way. They have to fight to the death. Yeah. Well, there you go. So Rob Hancock linked me to an article about the Scottish. Oh, the oh Scotland's wild haggis. It's a animal in Scotland. Oh, the world is that thing? It is <laughs> a wee furry creature, a bit bigger than a guinea pig with long fur. They have is different it real? Length... No. <laughs> they have different length legs, which means that they can easily run around the hills. Uh. And then it says that they were part of a tasty dish that they would eat there. That that's where they're telling the kids that haggis comes from. Like maybe because <laughs> they didn't want to tell them where it really comes from. <laughs> yeah, hmm. that that makes sense. It's kind of like naming lasagna, you know, something else, so your kids will eat it, right? Yeah, we used to call it ultimate deep dish pizza because my daughter wouldn't eat lasagna. I refuse to eat any food that has a silent G in the end. I can't eat that. That's cat food. Oh, I guess there goes the bologna. Uh, we don't ever have bologna. <laughs> bologna yeah. is just a giant hot dog sliced. It's a flat hot dog. It, yeah, that's what it is. Is they take a that's giant what, hot dog and just slice it into. That's how you get them to eat it. Eat this hot dog wrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. You can wrap it in a hot dog in it. So is haggis just like a like a really fat like sausage? So it's a casing with meat in it, right? Kinda, yeah. Sheep innards. Sure. You know, I mean, any kind of meat would be in could be considered an innard, right? Because it's inside the body. That's true. <laughs> inside the skin. Yeah, yeah. It's not the, those kind of innards, though. It's like heart, lung, liver. Oh, awful! We found out today. Yeah, like, it's awful stuff. In my work meetings, we do factor crap that game, and they'd read something at the side of its factor crap. Apparently, Oscar the Grouch is orange. the Grouch is orange, but he got went someplace that made him like moldy, but he's never showered after that. Wow. <laughs> well, there are orange monsters that kind of look like Oscar, huh? Right? Yeah, he's one of those. He just doesn't like to bathe. <laughs> I want to go hunt wild haggis. Yeah, we should. I hear they're tasty. All right. That's if... Not what I heard. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> Well, that's because most people only ate, eat they domesticated haggis. They don't travel oh. They're solitary animals. Uh, if you want to tell us your haggis recipe, send an email to engineerdyshow at gmail.com or hit us up on Facebook or Twitter. Just search for Show. And to listen to an ad-free version of the show or buy an Engineerdy Show t-shirt, Head on over to theenginenerdyshow.com. Thank you for listening this week. Stay nerdy. Live long and nerdy. You have been and always shall be my friends. 
so you can't just say bizarre You never get a moment for free Show me something fun on your guitar Something with an A or a G Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees You know me so you've seen it all before Looking at me stuck in a tree Trying to hold a thought you can't ignore Something multiplied by a three Just be sure that I can tell it Just be sure that I can tell it again All right, well I'm getting warm because I turned my fan off so it didn't make noise Hey, same here. <laughs> Most guitars are made of trees With some L for the strings And some frets and two neat things Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees People play them while they sing Some are dull and some just ring Most guitars are made of trees Most guitars are made of trees. The song Most Guitars Are Made of Trees is by Greg Gibbs.